Hello. We're glad that you have the opportunity to join us. We're glad for your interest in spiritual matters, and we hope that you're doing very well. My name's Ethan, and I work with the Venice Church of Christ. We're disciples making disciples on the west side of Los Angeles. And I'd like to talk today about a subject that you hear a lot about if you go to church. You may hear it called fellowship. Another word for it is also association. It's a word with a pretty broad meaning and a lot of wide implications. Because even though today we tend to use fellowship in a very religious sense, it's a really broad word, actually. It can refer to uh, any relationship that you have with somebody, business or personal, people who have similar moral values to you uh, in some circumstances, but maybe not in others. And, unfortunately, even the matter of fellowship in, in, the, in its nature is sometimes argued about, even in church, about who you can have fellowship with and who you can't have fellowship with and things of that nature. Now, fellowship or association is something very important, or should be very important in our lives as Christians and the practice of our faith. And so let's consider uh, what the scriptures are teaching about this fellowship or association. Now, fellowship or association is from the Greek word koinonia. Uh, it's from the Greek word koinos, which is common. Koinos is where we get the word koine, which is the way we talk about the Greek used in the time of the New Testament, koine Greek. And it's called that because it was the common Greek. In a Thayer's dictionary, uh, koinonia is, is defined as fellowship, association, community, communion, joint participation, intercourse. A gift jointly contributed, a collection, a contribution, as exhibiting an embodiment and proof of fellowship. Uh, that is the second definition about this. Um, gift, joint contribution, and things of that nature. So the term, unfortunately, has become used and often abused by various groups, since abuse is quite lamentable. And it's because of a little bit of a difference in the terms in Greek and English. As we saw there in the Greek, um, the word speaks of the existence of a relationship, not inherently the quality of, uh, or actions. Uh, the closest to an action that you get there is a joint contribution that is an indication of association, that the money given jointly as a demonstration that there is something that you're doing together. Uh, when we look at the verbal form, that's a noun, fellowship or association, koinonia is a noun, the verbal form in the New Testament indicates the existence of the relationship, to have fellowship. It's a state or a stative verb. Uh, but in English, it, the word tends to be used as a verb itself, that two people can uh, f uh, fellowship. Not in terms of talking about the relationship, but in something they're doing. Fellowship at a meal, fellowship in a game, fellowship in some kind of activity, uh, as if it's speaking of the actions that would demonstrate fellowship. Now, it's not a, pro it's not a problem using is a verb to talk about the existence of the relationship, but we are starting to use the term in the way the New Testament does not use it when we start using it as a verb to define the things that we do to have the fellowship. In the New Testament, sharing a meal is not fellowship. It's sharing a meal. It demonstrates the fellowship the two people have. Uh, the same will be true of any form of effort that's a joint participation. Does it strengthen the relationship? Does it strengthen that fellowship or association? Most assuredly, but it is not the Fellowship Association. That becomes quite important uh, when it comes time to look at the things that the Bible authorizes us to do uh, collectively versus what it does not authorize us to do collectively. 
in a lot of ways, it's kind of like love. That it, that fellowship is something that you manifest in what you do. You can say you have it, but it's quite a different thing to actually do it. Now, throughout the scriptures, we see the importance of, of Koinonia's fellowship or association. And that's also the reason why we're using both terms. With association, it's, it's very clear. You wouldn't use the verb to associate, uh, to describe a meal or to describe some other event. You understand association in English has maintained that term as a relational term. And so that's why when we talk about fellowship, we're also going to use that word association. Uh, just to keep in mind the way the word should be used as opposed to its distortions. Basically, if you use the word fellowship and the word association wouldn't make sense using it that way, or dissociate, then you're not using the word the way that the Greek is being used. So First John 1, 1 through 3, when John describes what he has seen and experienced concerning the word of life, um, that he proclaims it to, to the people to whom he's writing, so that you too may have fellowship with us, and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And 1 John 1, 3. And attesting the importance of that relationship there. And 1 Corinthians 1, 9, that God calls us into the fellowship or the association of Christ. And 2 Corinthians 13, 14, that the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the association of the Holy Spirit be with everyone. In Philippians 2, 1, and Paul is making his appeal if there's any participation, if there's any fellowship in the Spirit. And so we see here many times discussed the idea of association with God. Very much like Jesus prayed in John 17, 20-23, the prayer of believers to be one with God as they are one with one another. And therefore also it should not surprise us that many of the passages talking about fellowship or association are talking about it among Christians. In Acts chapter 2 and in verse 42, immediately after we see the first Christians baptized, uh, Luke emphasizes that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship or the association to breaking the, of bread and the prayers. And in 1 John 1, 7, we see the nature of this work, this walk. It's not based on geographic or ethnic or socioeconomic, racial or the basis necessarily. Instead, it is that if we walk in the light, as he is a light, we have fellowship with one another. We have association with one another. And the blood of Jesus' Son cleanses us from all sin. That it's the fact that we're both walking in the light. That's what allows for fellowship or association in Jesus. That we're trying to follow the Lord Jesus together. And this dem- this fellowship association can be demonstrated not just with our fellow believers, but also with God. In 1 Corinthians 10, 16, 17, Paul declares that the... Um, the bread that we break when we have the Lord's Supper, the body of Christ, is in fact a joint participation in his body, and that his, the cup that we bless is in fact a joint participation in Christ. So we share it with Christ and with one another. That's why the Lord's Supper is so important, and why we do it weekly, and why we emphasize its communion. Because it is a communion, it is a joint participation, it is a communal event of the saints with God at the same time. It's uh, very powerful in importance. And the term is used in other parts of the New Testament. Uh, in Philippians 1 5 and 2 Corinthians 8, first five verses, Romans 15 26 and 2 Corinthians 9 13, we see that use of the term koinonia, the uh, fellowship association, in terms of that benevolence and the joint gift in providing for the needs of the saints in Jerusalem and also in the preaching of the gospel, the fellowship with Paul. 
In Philippians 3, 7 through 12, Paul speaks of having fellowship with the sufferings of Christ. In Philemon 1, 4 through 6, uh, Paul in, in, speaks of their fellowship or their joint participation in faith. And so we see from the uses of the term that this is an important aspect to the life of the believer. And it's a good question to ask why. Why does our fellowship or association matter? Well, it's seen explicitly, as we've seen, but it's also presupposed to exist. Okay, A lot of times in the New Testament, there's an expectation that a relationship exists among people where they are open to one another, where they are interested in one another's lives, where they are able to be described as a body. In Ephesians 4, 11 through 16, Paul talks about the church and the various people in it who are there to equip the saints' ministry to the building up of the body of Christ, that the body is to build itself up in love. And to do that, we've got that picture of the body in Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12, the idea that the members of the body have the same care for one another. And so all of that requires joint participation. It requires community. It requires fellowship. It requires uh, not just a named idea that, okay, well, I say I have fellowship with you, so we have fellowship, but that actually that there's something meaningful there, a meaningful relationship. Because it's only when there is strong associations among the various members of the body of Christ that the body of Christ can be strong. If there is very little strength in the association among Christians, that makes all those weeks, weak, the um, links excuse me, very weak. And that does not help build up the body. In Galatians chapter 6, 1 and 2, and in James 5, 19 through 20, uh, Paul and James both talk about restoring somebody who is erring. And that the only way that that can be done is if somebody is able to bring them back. And that only can really happen when somebody has a relationship. Uh, if somebody is judgmental gets a finger point in their face, that's not going to help. Uh, that has never helped and never will help. Instead, we to bear one another's burdens, we need to know about one another. Uh, if we want to bring somebody back to the Lord, we need to show them the love of Christ, that, that, that God cares for them, and, and demonstrate how we care for them. Furthermore, uh, the elders that are to exist in a congregation, according to 1 Peter 5, 1-4, Acts 20-28, a model after John 10, Jesus himself, the good shepherd, how can a shepherd sh- uh, shepherdess flock if he does not know the sheep and does not know their particular idiosyncrasies and predilections and where they should go? And, in an ironic way, uh, this association shows the importance of association. Uh, in the New Testament, when somebody enters into obvious sin, persistent sin, as we can see in 1 Corinthians 5 and 2 Corinthians 2 uh, and 2 Thessalonians 3 as well, the only there, there's no force that can be used to coerce them back into what they are to do. Instead, what Christians have is the, the, the strength of their association, the influence of their association. They To disfellowship or to disassociate from a person is to indicate a disapproval of their actions and a call for repentance. And if the association is strong between the Christians and the person who has been disassociated from, then the person will have reason to repent. They, they've lost out on important relationships. But if the level of association is, is only a name and they're not losing anything by it, then many times that action of disassociation is, is rendered meaningless. But as we can see in, in Corinth, in that example, uh, the person who was sinning was moved to repent because he was deprived of the association, the connection with his fellow Christians. 
So it's very important to maintain strong, healthy associations and fellowship among the members of Christ so that the body can keep going. So how can we do that? How can we have strong relationships among the people of God? Well, a, a, a big one is time. Um, in the body of Christ, God makes it very clear that there will be some who have a lot of material resources and some who will not have so many material resources. So material resources really aren't the issue, but all of us, no matter who we are, no matter how uh, old or young, how weak or powerful, how wealthy or poor, we all have the same amount of time in a given day, in a given week, in a given year. Now, if we devote time for our brethren and to have association with them, then our association has the opportunity to be a lot stronger than if we find ourselves busy and devoting our time to association with everybody else or other situations. And that is what part of the reason why Paul tells us we need to make the best use of the time in Ephesians 5.16. And along with time is priority. We have a choice to make. And we demonstrate that choice by how we use our time. Have we put the kingdom of God first? Have we put our fellow people of God in a high priority? Or have we relegated the people of God to very low on the priority list uh, and have elevated many other things? And of course, we also cannot uh, miss the assembly. Uh, literally and figuratively. Because in Hebrews 10, 25, 1 Corinthians 14, 26, in the assembly of the opportunity to encourage and edify one another, and that's a frequent, regular time where we all can come together. Some of the other things that we do may not be with everybody. It may only be with one or two people or a few people, but this is a time we come together with all the fellow people of God. Uh, the assembly is the least of the things we should be doing, by the way. It should not be made out to be the expression of Christianity. It's a good time and place to maintain our association, but you can't get to know anybody by just spending time with them in the assembly. That There has to be this development of the relationship outside of the walls of the building in which a congregation meets if there's going to be real <coughs> building of relationships among the various members of the body of Christ. There's a lot of other opportunities we have. Maybe. <coughs> Excuse me. There are meetings of other congregations in the general area you can visit. There's hospitality that we are commanded to show to one another in 1 Peter 4.9, which is the wonderful opportunity to get to know other people. To get to know your fellow people of God is to have them in your house uh, and to show that graciousness and to enjoy the conversation that can provide. Uh, maybe there are shit work days or service opportunities with fellow Christians. Um, there's all kinds of other ways that you can think of or you can spend time with brethren that involve working together, sharing a meal together, things. The church does not have to plan it or, or be the instigator of it. Uh, it's supposed to be for individuals to do. And our association can be demonstrated and strengthened if we just will devote ourselves to it and make it a priority for the time in our life. So we've looked a little bit at the nature of a fellowship or association today, that it's joint participation in a common matter, which is our faith in Jesus Christ. That the scriptures attest to it and presuppose that it exists, and that it's important for us to maintain and develop, and it's possible to manifest it if we will only choose to do so. Therefore, let us be strengthened in our association with one another, with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, uh, and share in, that share in the resurrection of life together, and to be in God's presence of together forever for all eternity. 
We're so glad, again, that you spent this time with us. We hope that you've been uh, encouraged, maybe challenged a little bit by the things that we've talked about in terms of fellowship and association. If you have some questions about some of the things that we've said, maybe you'd like to talk about it further. Maybe you're going through some other issues in life. You may want to learn how to become a Christian. Maybe you have some difficulties, or you have a prayer request, or maybe we can be of some other service. If However we can be of assistance, please let me know. Please contact me through my website, theverbalvitae.com. That's www.deverbovitae.com. And if you'd like to know more about the Venice Church of Christ, we encourage you to check us out online. We're online at VeniceChurchOfChrist.org. We're also on social media at Facebook, Instagram, Google+, Meetup, Twitter, YouTube, Venice Church or Venice Church of Christ. We again thank you. Have a great day.